Living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the pandemic show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the pandemic show on social media. Thank you for joining us as we work to unite humanity through stories of shared experience. Today, we will be transcending time and space to Commons, BC on beautiful Vancouver Island. Hi, who, who are we talking with today? Hi, I'm Christine Baxter. And I am Michelle Rivero. And together, you make up Sweet Santa Fe, a great duo with warm vocal harmonies, Caribbean rhythms, and a Canadian folk fusion. I love your upbeat vibe. I've been listening to your music since I since we discovered each other a month ago. I found your music is heartwarming and uplifting, especially in these fractured times of the pandemic. Could you tell us, Michael and Christine, what was your life like before the pandemic, in before time? We were touring musicians. We were creative. We were doing lots of festivals and... Uh, yeah, I think our career was going uh, in the way up in, in the time that before the pandemic uh, hit. It was a time where we were participating in music camps and getting involved with uh, some writing circles mm -hmm. and getting out there more in the community. It takes a little while to build your name. The music career is, is a long distance uh, race and if for some reason it stops it's like you're never you're not uh, you're not getting to the end of the of the race yeah. and, and that's how it feels you really hit the ground running as a band when the pandemic struck may 2020 you released some great songs songs that really encapsulate wellness and and health during the pandemic all i want to do is dance how many people have benefited from dancing by themselves or in their bubble during this pandemic. Another powerful song released uh, in 2020, The River Speaks, recognizing the importance of river and hydrology and the sacredness of water. Also had some a wonderful song in Emoir Y Paz, Peace and Love, Lonely Little Blackbird, a choral song, a powerful anthem connecting people and nature. Paper Hearts and Quadete. And could you just help me with the Spanish pronunciations? My Spanish is a little dusty. Amor y Paz, Peace and Love. How do I properly say that? Amor y Paz. What a positive, upbeat song. The type of music that really helps us and our mental health during these isolating times. And did I say Quadete properly? Stay? Quedate. Quedate. A song about relationships. Powerful song. So you were busy in in the first part of the pandemic, releasing music, connecting with fans virtually. How did your community change on the island? Can you just tell us how your day-to-day -day life changed as you were making music and living your lives in Vancouver Island? I think we actually insulated a lot. We just closed ourselves in our own home and, and wrote. And 
all of those songs that we released were our experience through the beginning parts of the pandemic to help us on a personal level get through them and in hopes to help others get through it too. So dancing is and being positive is the most important part of getting through any difficult time. Self-reflection, I mean, you can dance, which helps, but you also need to self-reflect because if you don't do both, you're not gonna heal. And I think this is a super important time for us to heal the earth, ourselves, our communities. Yeah, so that's what we did. And then in terms of stretching out in the community, it was all virtual. So where did we like? Yeah, we were expecting to, to get more uh, outside performances. Yeah, like, we had a few. We had, we, we had a, like, a couple of performances outside, which was kind of the, the idea that we thought that it's gonna continue being that way but ended up being like all concerts cancel and musicians not able to do this type of events outside. Are you getting the sense where you are in BC that you'll be able to do outside performances in reduced capacities this summer? I know we're here in Ontario where I am, Southern Ontario, we're in like the third or fourth lockdown. We're not even to gather outside with anyone outside of our bubble. In June, we might find out if we can gather in groups of maybe 5, 10, or 20 outside. We're getting into this warm weather. This is the time we know. I feel like we've adapted to the pandemic. We know wash your hands, physical distance, wear your mask, outside safe, inside not a good idea. I feel like we can adapt and, and enjoy uh, companionship and music outside. Do you get the sense that that might be the scenario for you this summer on Vancouver Island? The thing about music is that it's a building of community, right? And we've gotten music as a marketing tool, more so in the last how many years, right? I think this is an, our time is bringing it back to the community because we won't be going anywhere. We'll be doing little, tiny little concerts in the community, doing that choral stuff, getting people to sing together. Uh, smaller groups are stronger. I, I think it's going to be good in terms of building our own small community. Yeah. So the last year we missed all the festivals, so we didn't get any music fest or anything like that. I think this year uh, it's going to be too much waiting for the people. I think eventually here in the island we don't have that many cases either. I think we have like 15 to 20 cases, something like that, in the whole island. So... It's, it is possible to do events like, uh, like that, small capacity in the outside area, in the backyard or, mm -hmm. in, or in a park, yeah. something like that. I think that's totally doable. And that's uh, the projection, I think, for most festivals, most uh, events organizers. Mm -hmm. I know the Stratford Festival, one of my favorite stage theater festivals, they're going back outside under open air tent but they're going to be at like 5% capacity. Yeah. So it's almost like we're all on life support. We can get a little bit of a drip of art and culture, but you know, good. This, this isn't something that's going to last forever. This is history showing us that there's been times in history that this kind of these pandemics rise up. People have to rise to the occasion to make sure as many people are there in after times as possible. And then it'll open up more and more, but I like Christine and Michael, how you're saying, yeah, it's going to be a real building that local community and continuing that network of local and thing. Hopefully things will open up and people can get back onto the mainland. Ontario can get out to BC, but it looks like live internet streaming. It's here for good. It seems like the pandemic kind of pushed a lot of us 
that were resisting the internet or not totally on board with it. It's pushed us more onto it. Like, do you, do you feel that that's a- accurate portrayal? Oh yeah, I think so. It's a learning process. Like we had to just commute to it, to the online streamings. Like we have to learn how those medias work. Uh, we have to learn how to use the social media properly. We have to use our website and mm-hmm. get more connection with our audience that way because it's the safest way. We we can deny that. You know, like we are in our home and we can produce our music from here and then project it to the entire entire world just sitting on in our couch mm-hmm. or just working on on our computer. That's that's actually fantastic yeah. in terms of it actually does allow us way more time to be creative because Canada's kind of big, eh? And so driving is a huge component of touring and stuff like that. So so that's actually a good component of this whole process. And at the beginning I always I was resistant to the whole Zoom thing because it's like, well, you know, I can't feel the person either. I can't touch them. This is yeah. just, I've been, you've cut off my right arm and it's, and now I'm sort of realizing if I just put in a little bit of effort in terms of openness that I, I can actually, you know, I see you right now and it's like, oh, wow, he's a really interesting, cool person. And I would have got the same thing if I was, you know, sitting on the couch with you. So, you know, it's actually not as foreign as it felt at the beginning that's for sure it's a it's a substitute to being gathered worry-free it's a substitute it's not a perfect substitute but i guess when when life hands you lemons you may as well make lemonade oh yeah yeah. (laughs) now we're very excited to be playing our new game you've recently released three songs fragile decoso and havana te cuero I'm going to use those three songs to ask you important questions about the pandemic. That was good. Let's do it. How has the pandemic shown us we are fragile? And fragile is one of your recent songs that's come out, which explores the subject of dementia. When you have everything available to you and you can just buy and do whatever you want, whenever you want, you get a little complacent. And when that stops for everybody in the whole world you sort of realize that you are actually human and that you have frailties and that you need people and that community is important the spiritual growth for this pandemic time is amazing to me i'm i'm seeing a lot of change in a lot of people in terms of they're switching jobs they're retiring they're changing careers they're going back to educate because they're getting in touch with themselves, they've slowed down. But that actually fragility is actually strength. Because when you allow yourself to quiet and expose yourself to yourself, you can open up and change and be more of who you actually want to be. It's powerful because to be vulnerable, some people see that as being weak, but that gives you strength for the growth to go into that next chapter or to do that next journey or to make that positive change. To take, to take your life to a higher level. It reminds me of an interview I saw with uh, Delana Gale Bowen, a songwriter, singer-songwriter, uh, blues matriarch from East Vancouver. And her cultural perspective is much different than mine. I, I'm very grateful to be here in Southern Ontario on the traditional territory of the neutral people. Her perspective, she says the pandemics are a time for what you were saying, for us to do self-reflection 
to work on what we need to work on to have a more meaningful life. Also, these times of great turmoil also illustrate the fragility of our systems and things that we need to work on collectively as a community. I think in Ontario, the examples that come to mind are how we treat our elders with long-term care. It just, like, it's not okay to me that seniors in Ontario died of dehydration during the pandemic. And when I talk to people who have reviewed the reports coming out of the assessments of what went wrong in, uh, in the response to the pandemic to protect our elders, that's one of the horrible, horrible facts. When you look at how migrant uh, workers are disproportionately affected and people who live in low income areas and people of color and systemic racism, income inequality, the pandemic has the slow pace of the pandemic really has allowed all of us to see these things that were before our eyes, but we were distracted by by the hustle and bustle and everything. So I'm hoping that our realizing where we're fragile now and the pandemic's highlighted that we will come out of this stronger. We will have politicians who want to work towards unity. Yeah, which is very important in these times as well. Yeah. Based on Havana Tiquero. Havana, I love you. How is Havana Tuquero? I've seen in the news, Cuba has been a humanitarian superpower early on in the pandemic, sending doctors and healthcare professionals to countries around the Americas and Europe. Well, Havana is a, is a wonderful place. It's still being the wonderful city with the, I will say, the best people in the world. <laughs> Not because I'm from there, because all my, I have so many friends there. It is such a, such a good vibe being around this old city that two years ago or a year ago uh, turned it like five hundred years old, it still keeps all that that culture. It still keeps all those feelings of the the founder people. It's, it's a city that combines lots of cultures and people from all over the place. So Cuba have been developing five vaccines against COVID nineteen. Its own vaccines have been uh, products based on previous medications for other illnesses. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how a literal country like that can uh, grow in that way and create their own their own meds and their own ways of fighting these difficult times. So Havana is actually doing pretty good. The numbers have been going up recently, but they also started the vaccination plan with their own vaccine. It's unbelievable. Just That's fantastic. They've developed five vaccines to COVID? Yes, they are they are in, in the I think two of them passed the third the third phase of investigation. And the other three are still in, in, in those one of those three phases. So they're in a similar position to Canada where we're we're using vaccines that we've imported, but they're vaccinating their population domestically powerful. It, it'll give the, they'll have an advantage too that they can continue their humanitarian work by sharing those vaccines and exporting those vaccines to other places hard hit. There seems to be a lot of vaccine diplomacy happening in the world with the yeah. over the last five years there's been a lot of turmoil. There's been a lot of turmoil and kind of geopolitical relationships have been redefined and it seems that the most recent administration in the states is really, appreciating how they need Canada more than ever because their relationships aren't as strong around the world. 
And you see Russia using vaccines for diplomacy. You see China using vaccines for diplomacy. You see Europe, you see the United States sending us their closest ally vaccines. So it's fascinating to hear that. And I guess not surprising when you consider the approach that Havana's taken to being self-sufficient, unlike here in Canada, where we dismantled our vaccine production capabilities, and we really are left at the at the the will of the market. And now we see there's so much protectionism. I guess when the vaccine program in Canada was eliminated, they, they said, no, there's globalism, cooperation. But we realize how fragile that is when we're faced with a nasty pandemic, how yeah. borders are a lot less per- permeable to cooperation. You have another song, Dacoso. It's Spanish for fortunate. Yeah, be sure. How are we... Dacoso in the pandemic. How are we fortunate? So we're fortunate in so many ways. So we still have each other. We are still, we we are trying to keep ourselves alive and healthy and, and positive. That's our, our way of understanding uh, life and finding uh, reasons to be alive and keep going. We are Dicioso because we still have music in our side. So we still come making and writing and creating music. We are learning. This is this whole pandemic has been a, a learning process where, yes, we had the music. We are musicians. We can create the music. And now how do we uh, send the music out there, connect to the to the right people and expose our, our work? And we're very fortunate because through the pandemic, people have been more community orientated. So we could all be fighting for, for the uh, vaccines and all that stuff. But but we're actually very organized and very calm and we are being kind to one another, which is fascinating to me because I find that it's been like this little roller coaster ride of people being really like, it's kind of like this boiling point. People, everyone gets all angry and then people calm down and they're all kind again. And then they're all angry. And if you go into the grocery store, right. And so it's, I'm just grateful that we live in Canada where I, I feel safe, even though, there's a pandemic going on. Like that would be really scary in a lot of other countries. Very scary. Yeah. The pandemic has led me to appreciate how thankful I am for my family, for my community, for the people I work with. We have so much to be thankful here. We have we have clean water. We have people from different backgrounds cooperating and sharing and living in, together on the land. I'm thankful for that cooperation because our diversity makes us so strong. Yeah, and that's one of the strongest points in this in, in Canada, the diversity. We have a system that allows everybody a, a platform or a space to, to, to express. Mm-hmm. And that's very important, yeah. Now, as we move into month 14 of the pandemic, your music is getting out to the people of the pandemic. It's brightening homes. It's warming hearts. What do you see? What do you hope the world will be like in after times? What does sweet Santa Fe, Michael and Christine, living on beautiful Vancouver Island, warm vocal harmonies, fantastic Caribbean rhythms, blended with a folk upbeat vibe. What do you hope the world's like post-pandemic when we're looking at it in the rear view? I just want to dance. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like like when you have been in starvation for a long time, suddenly a whole dinner gets set up on the table and someone whistles and then everybody runs to the table and eat. That's a feast. Yeah, it's going to be like that. 
it's gonna be like uh, everybody rushing out to to enjoy everything that has been restricted. Uh, it's gonna be like uh, everyone's running for the joy yeah. now. I think just pure joy of experiencing life instead yeah. of running to work, running to this appointment. You know, the hurry, hurry of accomplishment. I think people will be running towards joy. And it's gonna be like now people are gonna be more conscious. How to say more aware that what really matters, mm -hmm. what really makes you happy, what are the, the things that uh, we can miss, what are the elements that we need to have to actually keep that happiness going and, and that satisfaction going around. Now that we've had this sustained period of self-reflection, when we get out, we're going to know ourselves and we're going to be truer to, our, to who we are as a community to work to make a better world. We talked with Hal, Hal in Montreal, And he said he thinks that we're going to come out of this with a strong, a strong sense of identity. Like people after the Great Depression, we survived the Depression. We can do it. We can work together. Yeah. And I hope that we come out with that positive attitude. And I'm really looking forward to that shared singing experience, like Lonely Little Blackbird. Just the power of all of us singing together. People who maybe didn't agree on things before the pandemic coming together to find shared purpose and humanity over song. I think that's that's going to be the medicine that's going to be more powerful than the vaccine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. When you sing together, you it changes your whole being. It's for sure. It's extremely powerful. We We are more powerful than we give ourselves credit for as a people. Yeah. We just need to learn that. I just want to thank you, sweet Santa Fe, for all you've done during the pandemic to make positive vibes in your music and get them out to people like me in our isolation. We can see that there's the the light after the darkness is coming when we can we can all get out on the dance floor with that shared sense of togetherness and create that energy that can only be created between a band and an audience. Oh, yeah. Thank so you so much fun. for having us. So yeah. it's a pleasure for us to have this space to talk. Yeah, this was awesome. You're great. Thanks so much. No one's alone on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Thanks so much to Sweet Santa Fe, Michael Rivero, and Christine Baxter. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemyshow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.